as artists, we think about the magic of the creation process. We often think about the inspiration needed to write a song, the fun of writing a song. But what we rarely talk about is the discipline needed to sit down every day, every single day to ensure that that magic happens. And um, today we're, we're going a little bit off script because I... Uh, um, I on the day of releasing this, if you're releasing right after um, the episode has dropped, I'm currently running a 32 mile ultra marathon. And today we we wanted to talk about how that that daily discipline daily discipline that can be enacted within a training program, such as training for an ultra marathon, um, is directly related to to the discipline that I can put towards my music career. Um, So why is that daily discipline important? And it's always interesting to have conversations with artists or musicians who who talk about um, either beat block or writer's block, or they only wait until inspiration happens. And those artists typically aren't successful. When I'm having those conversations and somebody shares that story, they're typically not where they want to be at within their career. The artists that really have it dialed in have a regimented schedule to ensure that they are disciplined enough that they are creating and producing every single day. Now, growing up, I I came from a sports background. So it was relatively, it it was my natural progression to think about the creation process and my schedule from that athletic perspective. Um, So thinking about training for an ultra marathon, there's, there's, Several components. One of the most important components is the fact that there's race day. I I have the pressure every single day to know that I'm signed up for that race and I'm going to run it. And if I don't follow my training program, that race day is going to be incredibly difficult. And so when you think about that from um, an artistic perspective or specifically a music producer perspective, what are you training for? Why are you writing music? Are you writing music to be able to release singles on a bi-weekly basis, which is industry standard in a lot of different genres? Are you, um, are, are you wanting to complete an EP? Are you wanting to complete an album? Are you wanting to create a sample pack? Is there, do you have a deadline? Do you have the pressure to ensure that you're getting up and, and doing it every single day? If you think about your, if you have a full-time job right now, if you're going to school, why do you go to class? Why do you wake up and go to work? Well, you don't want to fail that class and you don't want to get fired. And being being able to, to take all of these different aspects of discipline and think about why you do it. Do you want to be a full-time musician? Well, then you have to wake up and you have to produce every single day. And so the way that, that I like to look at it in my schedule, um, the first thing I do when I wake up, I the alarm set for 5.30, I wake up, I dive into Ableton. I don't check emails. I don't check socials. I don't check text. I dive straight into Ableton because I know that's the most, as an artist, that's the most important thing I'm going to do all day too. Um, that's my, that's my practice time. That's my training time. Um, if you look at a a professional athlete, do they have a morning workout? Is their morning routine tied, um, to 5am? I know with Kobe Bryant was, was wild and he'd be in in the gym at 4am, 5am. Um, and, and, and so I think, Having looking looking at other areas of your life where you have to enact discipline, being able to apply those same qualities to your artistic process and your music creation process is is truly paramount. And for me, 
running ultra marathons, training for ultra marathons, um, really allows me to to demonstrate this and practice that same discipline that I need to create music every single day. Um, now, of course, there's a ton of health benefits from from running. There's a lot of there's a lot of health benefits from from lifting weights, from doing yoga, whatever whatever your discipline of choice is. There's there's a ton of health benefits, um, and I don't really want to dive into those because there's a there's a lot of doctors and experts that have plenty of podcasts and videos that can talk about the health benefits of uh, of training programs. But for me, my creativity is boosted so much when I train hard. Now. You may be thinking, and and I and I've questioned this myself. If I'm spending an hour a day, or an hour and a half a day, or two hours of day training, typically two hours, am I taking away from? Am I taking away from my music career? Um, utilizing a term from uh, Stephen Pressfield, am I am I pursuing a shadow career that kind of gives me the the same sense of fulfillment? But actually, is resistance driving me away from my art? And I, I've had to, I and I, I constantly ask myself that to ensure that I'm staying on the true path as an artist. But for me, I look at running um, as as habit stacking in a sense. From a creative perspective, when I run, I'm either listening to new albums that dropped, old albums that have inspired me um, throughout my music career. I'm listening to my own mixes. Uh, I, I may have a playlist of of 10 mixes that, that are tracks, collaborations that I'm listening through and seeing if I can gain any ideas. And of course, I do every time. It's, it, it, it's an opportunity to actively review art as I'm running. Um, and it's also a time to just recharge and re-inspire. Being able to run after a two-hour or three-hour music session, um, it gives you that time to to allow the blood flow back to the brain and to, to re-inspire those ideas. And um, once again, utilizing Stephen Pressfield, he has his morning writing session, and then he goes on a walk. And he takes his he he has a phone. I well, I think he he's old school and he uses an actual tape recorder. But you can use your phone, and he'll walk. And then when he gets ideas on the book that he's writing, he'll he'll record those notes. And I I've definitely I've done the same just in the notes on my phone. If I have an idea, boom, okay, I pull my phone out and and I jot it down. But as if you're if you're habit stacking, I don't personally believe that you're taking away from your time as a as a music creator and as a musician and as as an artist. You can really utilize that time to habit stack and enhance your process. Yeah, I think those are really great ideas, and I like the things that you said about Stephen Pressfield as well, and what he says in his work. Um, I also am in the same boat as him in terms of I'm I'm not such a runner like yourself. I'm more of a go out for a walk type of person where uh, usually I try to at least once a day go out for about an hour walk. And sometimes I'll either, like you said, listening to music and getting into that kind of creative spirit and, and getting ideas flowing or some days just listening to a podcast or an audio book or some, some, something like that. Or other days, just literally listening to nothing and letting the ideas flow. That's kind of the best days, to be quite honest. And being able to have a technology today where you can just pull out your phone and be able to record a little audio message or write something down in the notes app or whatever it is that you use and capture ideas is super useful for future for your future self to be able to then 
pursue on those ideas. The brain is not really awesome for capturing information. We can forget stuff pretty quickly. So being able to just yell it out to a piece of technology is kind of nice sometimes. And I'm definitely in the same boat. And it's kind of funny how we were talking about uh, right before we got onto this podcast, we were talking about coming up with ideas and like capturing ideas a little bit. And that is one of the best ways that you can do it. It's also just like super helpful in general. Um, The other thing that I wanted to just kind of mention is having that discipline, like you speak about and and mentioned at the beginning when you were first uh, introducing the topic. And for me in particular, the way that I could relate to this a lot was when I got home from work, when I was still working, it would be hard for me to get the discipline to actually start doing something and start realizing like I had to almost produce if I wanted to take this seriously, going back to the idea from Stephen Pressfield. And what I did to make it instead of something that I dreaded or a lot of times, uh, and I'm sure I'm not the only one that had this, when you get out of work, you're kind of out of energy. It's the end of the day, it feels like, and and it's not a good feeling. Uh, So what I would do is try to do something that Cody was saying earlier as well as habit stack and say, instead of having the end of the day being something that I dread, I would put something back at my house, which was in, in this case, having a sample ready for me to flip. And when I got home, I would literally habit stack getting out of work with after I get out of work, I'm going to produce for 10 minutes. I didn't make it more than 10 minutes. I wanted to make it something super small so that, again, even if I was really tired, I could still do it. It's like brushing your teeth at the end of the night. If I already have the sample ready, some days I don't even have to like chop it up. If I'm being really lazy, I can just throw drums on it and call it a day. And then it literally just sit there. And maybe the next day I can come back, spruce it up again with the next 10 minutes, add some effects. And keep stacking like that. Or maybe later in the day after I get some more energy, maybe I've taken a shower or something like that, be able to, again, maybe produce the rest of it. But it's having that discipline and making it something that you can ideally look forward to. It's almost like a present when you get home. For me, at least, having that sample ready or for other people, might for Cody, it might be having the sacks out ready for him to, to play and just noodle around on. Whatever it happens to be for you. Have something that kind of excites you and you can look at discipline in this way as well and where you're having the discipline to do the things that excite you instead of trying to like dread them all the time. But back to the topic of running and and kind of how that or even walks for some people that are in the audience, just that idea of getting out and exercising, how it also kind of promotes a little bit of like a peace of mind for you. You were talking about and how it helps you to almost clear your head. And sometimes it's also, I kind of want to make the distinction, or if you want to elaborate on it, if it's different, uh, like peace of mind versus like peace from mind, like being able to get away from the thoughts versus being able to like kind of like focus on certain thoughts. Like Mm -hmm. what does it help you with or is it like both of them? Well, for me, it's, it's truly, I mean, everybody, everybody has mental health struggles in some sort of capacity. It's, it's part of being a human. And for me, running running allows me to to be calm and honestly music production does that as well like when when i wake up i i hydrate i get coffee ready and i dive into ableton and there's as soon as i wake up there's a there's a sense of anxiety there's a sense of um there there's just a sense of uneasiness in some sort of way and that is alleviated as soon as i dive into production um, and I, I feel the same way about running when I'm done with my music sessions in the morning, I take care of some ab- administration work and then I'm getting ready to go for my run. 
there's a little bit of anxiety in that anticipation of going for that run. But I also know like running is my medicine. That's my drug. It's my drug of choice. And I feel immediately better after. And there's a, there, you, you can think about it as a selfish element of, I have to take care of this for myself, but I like to think about it as, as not necessarily, well, self selfish, but it's also tied into being a little bit of selfless. If I'm not at a hundred percent, I cannot serve my community at a hundred percent. I cannot work as efficiently as my collaborators need me to work. Um, I can't be as good, good to the people around me and my friends. And so taking that, taking that time for myself, being selfish in those moments allows me to be a better human being for everybody else in my life. And so, um, I, I, I really stress the importance of that and, and people in my network know, and people in my family know, like, Hey, if I need to go for a run, like I need to go for a run, they're going to like me a lot better afterwards for going, going for that run or training. And, and once again, there's, there's the obvious health benefits and there's experts greater than us that can talk about that. But, um, being able to be kind to myself through that discipline and that hard work allows me to be kinder to others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that totally makes sense. It sounds like running is almost your uh, Snickers bar. If you've ever seen those commercials where it's <laughs> totally like, uh, you're not you when you're hungry. It's like, oh, it Cody's not him when he hasn't run. He's just like itching for it. He's exactly. Run. Yeah. But it's well, like, you, you got to get that. Yeah. Well, and I think that's in, in Stephen Pressfield, he talks about that as being resistance. Like he, he talks about that uneasy feeling and not feeling okay. And then as soon as he sits down and writes, he's okay. And like, he lets, he lets that guide the books that he's writing. Like he didn't even want to write the war of art. He, he's like, I don't, I don't know if I'm like, I don't know if, if I'm qualified to write the war of art. Um, mm-hmm. he didn't know if he, he wanted to wow. transition from, from fiction that. to nonfiction. Yeah. And the, and how, and how he knew was as soon as he started writing, he felt okay. And like that, that's how he, he gauges kind of his artistic direction. And I, I feel the same way when I sit down, as soon as I, I dive into Ableton and I start producing, I'm okay. Same thing with saxophone. Sometimes if I don't want to practice the saxophone, I get that uneasy feeling and I know that it's resistance. And then as soon as, as soon as I start running scales, I'm okay. Um, and it's same thing for running. If it, if it's raining outside, I, I a lot of the times I, I I'm able to trick myself into saying like, oh, uh, per like the, sh- the, the more terrible, the weather, the more excited I get. And I think that's been yeah. years of tricking myself in this race, this race, it's supposed to be raining all day. It's supposed to be terrible, was, but bring it on. <laughs> was it you that was saying your coach used to say something like that? About like the the bad days when it was like nasty outside. You say it's like the best. Day. Oh yeah, championship like weather. Running. Yeah, it's yeah, championship, championship weather. weather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I liked I liked that idea when you said it another time. I thought it was it was definitely a good a good way to look at it. The, yeah, you're so, out there while other people aren't. Almost totally. Yeah. Well, and that's so. same same with the the morning running through the snow. I I love that, and it's. <laughs> uh, um, but I also know like. I, I'm, I'm tricking myself. Like my body certainly wants to stay inside. It knows it's about to be cold. Like eh, going for runs in, in single digit temperatures, but um, I know that I'm going to be okay afterwards. You're so right. It's like you're tricking yourself in a positive way though. And it's mm-hmm. purposeful. I mean, we trick ourselves all the time and almost like tell ourselves little lies and usually they're negative, but in this case you're doing it in the direction. It's like a positive placebo to make mm-hmm. you go and do the thing. And um, it's kind of interesting. I just want to, mentioned before you're talking about Stephen Pressfield writing the war of art and how that was his form of like fighting the the 
like championship weather, so to speak. Yeah. So he didn't want to deal with that storm, but to deal with it, he just went right through it. And by going right through it, he was able to create this masterpiece, a book that he's really well known for, mm-hmm. what I know him for, from at least. And um, uh, again, I appreciate you introducing it to me and for people listening. I would definitely recommend that mm-hmm. book. But I think it's very interesting as well that he, from my knowledge, became very well known for the fact that he was the guy who helped people overcome that yeah. resistance. And it's it's this interesting thing, again, how you felt imp- uh, almost like this imposter syndrome, it sounds like you were describing. I to, I'm definitely going to look into that more. It's, it sounds really uh, like a journey that he went on. But going through it and then becoming the guy that became known for helping other people with that specific thing with the book that he produced became his like unique selling proposition in a way. Mm-hmm. It was like, he's the go-to guy for overcoming that resistance. He's the go-to guy for going from amateur to pro, going from like the, the, the idea of the muse as well. I mean, other people have used it, but I think the way that he uses it is very unique and uh, definitely representative of the stories that he tells. But I also just want to mention how uh, running for you in particular has really been incorporated into your unique selling proposition mm-hmm. and how you've been able to use that to your advantage as well. So it's become, uh, as our friend Lem Lizzie said in the past, this synergistic loop between yeah. uh, the things that you're doing. But I'll, I'll let you describe that a little more. Yeah, well, and it, uh, it, it took me a while to figure that out because when I, when I especially with chilled samples, um, I, I wasn't sure what my, my visual branding was going to be. And then, then finally, I, I've, I just allowed myself to have the permission to, to be myself. And not everybody runs ultramarathons. I think there's a very small percentage of, of human beings that run ultramarathons, and that's special. Don't look at me. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I appreciate the opportunity to, um, to share that journey um, in, especially with the producer experience as well, to show what is possible. I, I, I love my, my 5 a.m. story posts in the morning. Like I show people it's possible. You can wake up early. It's not an impossible thing. People do it all the time. You can do it. Um, same thing with running. Like, do you, do you have a crazy goal? Do you want to run a half marathon or a marathon or an ultra marathon? Or do you want to climb a mountain? I, I'm documenting the journey to show people that is possible. Do you want to play a show in front of a thousand people? It's possible. Do you want to get millions of streams? It's possible. Do you want to create and sell a sample pack? It's possible. Do you want to start a podcast? It's possible. It's, it's possible. But all, what you need is that daily discipline. You need to be able to overcome that initial resistance, implement some daily discipline, and then make it happen. And I think the more, the more times that you can practice that in your life, the easier it becomes in all other aspects of your life. Um, and in uh, in Stephen Pressfield's book, Turning Pro, he he really makes that relation to anybody that's gone to school or has a job. Like, you've been a pro. You've been a pro in these aspects of your life. You showed up. And you just have to be able to implement that into the other areas of your life and, and figure out the the tactics, the tactics and the strategy that make it easier so you can you can hack, you can hack your schedule and you can hack to your your time management there's there's ways to make it easier um but to to train your mind to overcome resistance and do it when you don't want to i think is is the most important and um i think that's that's certainly the most important skill that i have is doing things when i don't want to do it and i i repeat that every single day and that comes through that comes through practice and and running ultra marathons um like i'm certainly going to want to quit I'm going to have moments in this race where it's like, why am I doing this? I want to quit. My body's going to be exhausted. I'm going to hurt. Um, 
but I'm not going to, hopefully. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, haven't <laughs> I haven't yet. I haven't in an official release. Yeah, you're not, you're not, you're not going to be tapping out, not ringing the bell this time. Correct. Oh, yeah. Correct. No, that's, that's really important, though, to like address that. And also the advice that you gave for people just to be able to keep pushing through that on, on some days and um, not to always feel that resistance and let it get the best of you. Obviously, there are times where you, sh- you shouldn't push yourself to that limit. But mm-hmm. a lot of times we get there and we give up early without actually... Uh, using up all the fuel in our gas tank, so to speak, yep. to make that comparison. Um, but also, I guess I just wanted to mention in terms of the, again, how it relates to your unique selling proposition and how you ideally, you always are posting about it, especially on your stories and stuff. And in particular, I think I, I've said this before, but um, I may actually try to wake up early and uh, after seeing you do it so many times, I might try next week and give it a shot. That's been my plan. Um, uh, so definitely been an inspiration seeing those. Uh, so hopefully other people see those types of things, um, and ideally get inspired as well as understand as Cody was saying that you can do these types of things too, whether it be exercising, running, or just becoming a music producer in general and pursuing this as a career by gaining this discipline through Mm -hmm. whatever it happens to be. Again, for Cody, it was running in particular and really pursuing that as his passion. And that kind of leaked into him being able to fully go hard uh, as being a music producer and the discipline that he garnered from that kind of seeped its way in to being disciplined as a music producer. But I'm going to let Cody close this out here and just kind of end the story off. And hopefully we'll uh, come back on the next episode and have an update on the the run and how everything went as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Jared, I, I'm stoked for you to, to join that 5 a.m. club next week because it, it is possible and, and you can do it. And uh, to everybody tuning in, I, I was excited to share that story and, and to, to hopefully better clearly explain um, why, why I run ultras or at least at least a, a base level understanding of, of why I run ultras. And um, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're going to have podcast episodes providing all of these different tactics to help you become a more efficient, better producer to help you accomplish your goals. Also join our discord because we're, um, we, we have a community of artists who are all striving to become better. And that's your, one of the most important things to realize is you're not alone on this journey. There are so many music producers all over the world that are continuously trying to get better and we can all hold each other accountable, share, share our strategies and tactics that have allowed us to succeed and we can all grow and and live this dream together. So make sure to do that. And until next time, peace. Peace.